What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be back with you once again talking some FCS football. Now, the FCS is one of my favorite topics to cover just because uh, I believe that it is almost college football in its purest form. Uh, I love the, you know, the underdog mentality going up against the the dynasties. uh, And I feel like the FBS has kind of gone away with that. And we have six or, or six to eight teams every year that are good year in, year out, and you can kind of predict it. But this year has been somewhat unpredictable uh, with some of the upsets that have happened. And I am grateful to be talking with you guys uh, once again today. First off, we're going to be going over what happened this last week, what we saw here at Get the Ball Rolling, the notes I took during the game, and then also what to expect during the the, the semifinal matchups this coming Saturday. So first off, we're going to start off uh, we went 4-0 in predicting. Now, you know, regular listeners of the show will say, well, didn't you take UND? Uh, after going back and watching the James Madison uh, tape, I felt really comfortable uh, actually uh, switching the, the prediction. Uh, VMI, I don't think I gave enough credit uh, to the way that they played. I'm a huge UND fan. I have a, a couple shirts of theirs. I got a helmet that's sitting right here on my desk next to me. Uh, but I, I kind of thought I was playing more to my fandom than to what I thought was going to happen. Uh, I thought it was going to be close. Uh, and anyway, so I took, I said that uh, UND would end up losing by uh, two points. Or two, I said, yeah, two points because uh, I, I bet. At, uh, UND plus two and a half, uh, but I took James Madison outright, so we were four and zero on that, and we were three and one in the betting lines. We took South Dakota State minus, or sorry, SIU plus fifteen and a half, uh, UND plus two and a half, which was the one we missed on, and then uh, Sam Houston State plus two and a half, and then uh, Delaware State, I believe, was plus three, or Delaware, sorry, not Delaware State, Delaware was plus three. So anyway. Super, super great weekend. Uh, the betting market was live. I thought that uh, Vegas kind of uh, lobbed a few of them up there. Uh, anytime when a team, you know, replays another team or plays them for the second time, it is always close. Uh, Idaho State is not in Weber State's league, but you see that second game in Ogden was really, really close. Uh, you look at the SIU South Dakota State game, forty-four to three the first time around. The second time around, it was a lot closer game. And honestly, SIU had chances to make it happen. Uh, I really like what Nick Hill is doing at uh, SIU, and I kind of want to get into this. And honestly, I think it comes down to the miscue of them not converting. Uh, it was twenty to seventeen. They were stuffed on the goal line, came away with no points, uh, which led to a 99-yard drive by uh, Granowski, the quarterback of San, uh, sorry, South Dakota State. Uh, and uh, it was kind of a, it was a really interesting game. A lot of back and forth. I think the Jackrabbits felt like they, they were going to come out and it was going to be the same Saluki team. And the Salukis did not go quietly. They did exactly what they did against Weber State. Uh, they took a lot of time off the ball, or, you know, on drives, really long, sustained drives. I was very, very uh, impressed with what I saw with the Salukis. 
And you need to put this into context that, okay, so they played each other earlier in the spring season. They played each other in the playoffs in the quarterfinals, and then they will be playing each other again uh, the following, you know, fall. So you're going to see the team, the, the relatively the same team, three times in the calendar year. Uh, I talked about this kind of with the Idaho State, or yeah, Idaho State Weber State game, and uh, some of these other teams, we're starting to see kind of some of these rematches. Uh, how is that going to fare when we get into the fall season like I said uh, usually when you replay a team a second time you always have a better chance at beating them now the superior team is going to win no matter what and that's as the case was Weaver State against Idaho State and the case in South Dakota State SIU I think South Dakota State was going to win uh, I thought it would have been a really interesting game if we would have got SIU Delaware but uh, South Dakota State prevails hangs on uh, and got the win the next game so you know then we'll go through the games and then we'll we'll make our predictions. The next game up, we had Jacksonville State against uh, Delaware, and I uh, I took Davidson against or you know plus twenty one I believe was the line or plus twenty eight in uh, the the week previous and absolutely destroyed them. The, the the Jacksonville State played phenomenal, and I didn't think that they were the number four team. I think that they gave their fall campaign a little bit too much hype. Personally, I thought that Delaware was the four seed, uh, and that was my opinion, or you could have, you know, inserted Weaver State. One of those I thought was the four seed, not Jacksonville State. Uh, no, if, n- there's no knock to the Ohio Valley, but it's just not the Big Sky CAA or or the Missouri Valley. Uh, really, really competitive league. Uh, there's a lot of teams. You know, Jacksonville State's kind of been the breakaway team, and then there's a lot. You know, uh, two through seven or two through six that are really, really good teams. And any given year, you're going to have a, a mixed up jumble. Uh, Austin P kind of rose to the top this last year. Murray State had a phenomenal spring campaign. UT Martin the year before in the fall played really, really well, almost had a playoff spot. So you can kind of see the ebbs and flows of, uh, you know, the Ohio Valley. And I didn't think that Jacksonville State, honestly, against them, they never really, you know, impressed. And I was really impressed with Delaware. Uh, And I think that... Going forward, I need to give I, I need to give maybe the Ohio Valley a little bit more uh, kudos because Zion Webb, if he doesn't go out, maybe it's a little bit closer. Uh, you know, the the quarterbacks uh, ended up getting hurt. Uh, the quarterback for Delaware came in, got his you know got hit on his shoulder, his non throwing arm went got it wrapped up, came back in the game. I don't know if it was the greatest idea to, to leave him in, uh, but it just shows to the tenacity that he has to to you know will his team to victory. The linebackers of Delaware are absolute uh, monsters, 33-11. I was really impressed with the way that they played and really just kind of bottled up that Jacksonville State uh, run game. And even the pass game, they made some phenomenal plays as well. Uh, I'm glad I took Delaware. Uh, I think going forward, uh, if the quarterback for Delaware is not healthy 100%, I don't see them going to Brookings, South Dakota, and getting the win. But I was really impressed with the the Fighting Blue Hens. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, as a a Dixie State alumnus, I hope that I can get out and see them play uh, the old alma mater in Delaware. I think it would be a really fun uh, game upcoming. 
The next game up, we had uh, UND against JMU. This is a game that I ended up switching uh, from my last podcast, and I apologize because I, I want to go with take integrity. I want to be able to say, you know, I'm taking UND. That's why the betting line, I, I, I left it. I thought James Madison would get him by two. Uh, I really did. I really thought it was going to be a little bit closer. Uh, James Madison looked like the better team uh, pretty much the entire game. You know, UND had to go into a bag of tricks to, to, to keep it close. Uh, I really downplayed what, uh, what JMU was. What I thought they could do, but it's kind of a, a, a we don't know what we're going to get with JMU the week before, and maybe VMI really was that good, but they didn't look super great against VMI, and uh, I mean VMI had a, a stout defense, but they didn't look like like they were going to make it to the national championship. Which right now I kind of think I'm kind of leaning towards James Madison getting the win against Sam Houston State, but uh, they came out, they proved everyone wrong. Uh, UND has a lot to learn from this season, and I think they're going to be even better this upcoming fall. Uh, they're going to be in the class with you know Missouri State, who kind of who they beat in the first round. But you still got North Dakota State, South Dakota State. SIU, who's going to be, and, and, and you, you forget about you and I in Illinois State, who are going to be floating around uh, in that Missouri Valley bubble. I love what Coach Freund has done uh, on the offensive side of the uh, ball at UND, and I was really impressed with this spring season, especially for a team. A lot of the guys picked them like seventh in the Missouri Valley. I had them higher. I had them coming in at third behind North Dakota State and South Dakota State, uh, but I, who would have thought that they would have won the Missouri Valley the first year that they were in that? Congratulations to them, and uh, the Dukes also for moving on. And then finally, the Bearcats Cats, uh, you know, take down the bison. Uh, really, sometimes it just pays to be lucky, uh, then it pays to just to be good. And I thought that's how North Dakota State was playing. Their offense was stagnant. It was uninspired. Uh, it was bison football, if you want to go that. I, the announcers couldn't go uh, five seconds without mentioning the fullback. It was absolutely aggravating, but uh, <laughs> the, it was uh, fullback football, and maybe that's why the announcers were talking about it, but it was fullback football. It was ground and pound, but you know what? That front seven of Sam Houston State played absolutely phenomenal. It was the it was honestly the special teams that had you, uh, you know, not given up a punt return and a kickoff return. You beat James Matt, or you beat North Dakota State by a lot more. And uh, the Sam Houston State, the games that I've watched them play, I watched them play against McNeese State, I watched them play against Nichols State, I watched them play against Monmouth, and then of course the North Dakota State game. And I swear they are one or two plays every game away from disaster. Now, that might just be the way that they like to play. It's kind of like the Seattle Seahawks. They're one or two plays away, and it could be a completely different outcome, uh, but they always seem to, to, to figure out a way to rise up and to stop them, and it's been two defensive stops. Uh, it's going to be really interesting, uh, the Dukes going down to uh, Texas to, to, you know, to take on the Bearcats this next weekend, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I have a pick, a solidified pick going into that, but I'm really excited to see uh, where that game goes, and I think that's going to be the best game of the weekend. As far as North Dakota State goes, I feel like anyone who talks FCS is obsessed with North Dakota State, and that's one one of the reasons why I, I don't talk a ton of North Dakota State. Yes, they're really good. Uh, they've been really good for a long time, you know, almost an entire decade. They've been very dominant. But now we're kind of, and I'm not going to call it the downfall of a dynasty, but honestly, North Dakota State's really good when they have a really good quarterback. Carson Wentz, Ethan Stick, and, uh, and Trey Lance. 
that's when they've excelled. And I don't know if their new quarterback, the uh, number seven, uh, number eight, was I believe was a transfer. I don't know if those two are as good as Trey Lance. And when they don't have that top quarterback, they kind of come back to the pack. Uh, they're not as out in front as what everyone makes them out to be. You saw on you know all the the, the, the NFL draft analysts were talking about how great North Dakota State is. Yes, they are when they have the quarterback. So you know maybe that's you know comforting for you 49ers fans knowing that you got a really good quarterback in Trey Lance or it's just kind of how it is uh you know they they dominated all year last year outside of honestly the Illinois State game they didn't really get deterred in in the playoff uh race for the title they they beat down on a on a pretty good James Madison team a defensive James Madison team. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward uh, to the games this week. I'm looking forward to next season and how these teams are going to improve. I think that, uh, you know, personally, I love the spring season. I love being able to watch it and not having to choose between watching the University of Utah uh, play, you know, uh, a team because I'm a huge University of Utah fan or watching, uh, you know, UC Davis take on Cal Poly. Uh, I have, you know, a couple TVs. We set it up uh, with the, with the ESPN, you know, Fox, everything, but uh, you can only, you know, take so much information in at a given time, and so I've been really happy to sit down and really watch these FCS games. Uh, I always go through the stats, but a lot of times the stats don't tell the story of how the game was. If you look at the stats of the Sam Houston State game, Sam Houston State should have won by a couple of touchdowns, uh, but instead uh, North Dakota State really pulls it out and, and almost gets the win there. Uh, but again, I'm not calling it for a downfall of the dynasty. I think North Dakota State's going to be back, and uh, but I think they're going to come back to the pack. I don't see that their quarterback as a Trey Lance, a Carson Wentz, that, that is going to lead them uh, to, to an undefeated season like Trey uh, did uh, You know, just this last season, last fall season. Well, two falls ago. Anyway, so now we're going to be jumping into the... Uh, you know what what our predictions are and we're going to start off first with the South Dakota State game you got to understand that the South Dakota State uh, uh, they're kind of coming around they've been good for a while uh, but they've always they haven't been great and so I think this year is the year that they make their jump to great, right? Everyone says good is the enemy of great. When you can be good year in, year out, get to the quarterfinals, semifinals, you're going to be content. You're going to be happy. You're going to be like, you know what? Why mix it up? We are among the top four or eight teams every single week uh, or every single year, every single week of that year. Uh, why push it? It looks like uh, this, you know, this quarterback, Gronowski, is, is an absolute stud. They've got a lot of youth as well, which should be concerning for fighting hawks, bears, bison, um, you know, redbird fans, because this South Dakota State team is very, very young and they're very, very well coached. But uh, they they play Saturday starts off 10 a.m. Right now, the line is minus seven, and I think that is a perfect line for this game. I think the Delaware defense is what's going to be the difference. You say defense wins championships. Uh, this Delaware defense is going to keep them in the ball game. Uh, if South Dakota State can bottle up the run like Jacksonville State did and hold Delaware to not give those big explosive plays and to rely solely on the passing game, I think that South Dakota State wins by a touchdown or more. I think 10 points would be the line that I would like. You know, so I'm obviously going to be taking South Dakota State minus seven right now. I think the Fighting Blue Hens are where it's at right now. I think they're growing. I think they're they have a lot to to prove. Uh, 
Nolan Henderson is the quarterback for, for Delaware. He's an absolute competitor. I've been really impressed. 1,340 uh, yards, 1,340 yards just this, this spring season, which is incredible. Uh, Mark Gronowski for the South Dakota State has thrown for just a tad more uh, and a few more uh, touchdowns. I just think that the defenses, I think Delaware's defense is what keeps it close, but I think the explosiveness of South Dakota State is what sets apart uh, this this game. And I, and that's why I want to take South Dakota State uh, with the points. I know last week was kind of the week of the dogs. Uh, the dogs went 3-1 and one last week. And I think this week the, the favorites are going to be heavily favored. The minus 7 points is, is a pretty good line. Uh, again, I think it's going to be close with the defense, but uh, you know, I think South Dakota State pulls it out in the end. And another thing to factor in is that that uh, Delaware did fly a little over, I believe it was around 1,300 miles down uh, to play against Jacksonville State, to fly back to Delaware, and then to fly all the way out to South Dakota. So they are getting uh, their 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 travel plans, and I think. You know, at this at this late in the season, you're the final four teams left. Uh, you know, finals is, is is really close. You're within a week, two weeks of finals, and uh, after those those long flights and the, and the long road trips that you're on, I think it takes a toll on them, and that's why I'm taking uh, the Jackrabbits to be the first team to go to Frisco. Next up. James Madison against Sam Houston. Again, this is going to be another defensive game. The Sam Houston State front seven are some of the best that I have seen. But I think the explosiveness of James Madison offense is what gets it done. I think this game is going to be closer than the South Dakota State game. Uh, I would say probably within three points is where it's going to be. Uh, you look, you just put you know pound for pound. But I, the, the, I think the difference maker for James Madison is if they can get Percy a J. Obisay going. He is a senior. If they can get him going, they can get him over 100 yards rushing in this game, it will be over. Sam Houston is great against the rush. They force you to pass it, and they have ball-hawking safeties and cornerbacks that make plays on the ball. Again, that's going to be a difference. And then special teams. Who's going to win the special teams battle? Are you going to you know convert on the field goals? Are you going to convert on you know getting not just a touchback on kickoffs, but maybe you know busting one for 20, 40, 60 yards? I think James Madison showed last week why they are one of the best teams in, in the country. And I think, quite frankly, they're tired of being in the shadow of North Dakota State and they can smell blood in the water. I think that uh, Coach, Coach Kurt Signetti has got these te- this, his team fired up and I really think that the Dukes get the win. Now, right now, the, the line is minus one and a half for James Madison. So uh, just typical sports betting, usually get a point to a point and a half at home. So right now they're really saying, uh, yeah, James Madison minus one and a half. But if you take that point, point and a half away from Sam Houston, it would be about three points. That's where I see it. I want to take James James Madison minus one and a half uh, right now. Now, the line might fluctuate. If, if, if the line moves to minus three or to minus four JMU, I'd probably take Sam Houston, uh, you know, plus three and a half. Uh, if I were you, this is going to be a close game. It's going to be a really good game. And here's another uh, shout out to Sam Houston is their their uh, quarterback, Eric Schmidt, is an absolute baller. And if he can get out into space and he can make some things happen, I really think uh, that it's going to show it. If I had to guess how this game's going to go, Sam Houston is going to come out with a lot of energy. I believe they throw the first punch or two, but I think that James Madison 
withstands the punches. And unlike NDSU the week before, they're going to be able to capitalize on some of the mistakes that Sam Houston makes. Sam Houston is, in a, great, is, is a great team, but it doesn't mean that they're a perfect team. They're going to make mistakes, and I think James Madison is too good of a team not to capitalize uh, on those mistakes. But, uh, you know, as far as it goes, when you get into the Final Four, it's really hard. You're really splitting hairs, and it's, and it's almost a push bet where you're just taking who you think you're going to win. So I'm taking South Dakota State against James Madison in the final uh, in Frisco. Uh, it w- it's a week from s- that that next Sunday. So uh, May 9th is, is that Sunday. So a week from then, uh, I believe it's the 16th of May, we will crown our national champion. And of course, we'll be doing our national championship preview. Uh, again, I like, as, as of right now, I like South Dakota State, uh, number one, uh, to take the title. I think they have the best odds. Number two, I would say James Madison. Number three, I would say Sam Houston State. And number four, I would say Delaware. Uh, so, you you know, take it take it for what you think it is. Uh, you know, we're always we're always ready to admit when we're wrong. Uh, last week again, three and one, four and zero oh, uh, on the on just pick 'em, and then the week before we only missed two pick 'ems, and uh, we were 50-50 on betting, which you know is good. You know, they they say professional sports betters usually are about fifty five percent of the time they're right. They're just a little bit better than uh, than than that the average at fifty fifty, and so uh, we're 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 right there. Uh, we're we're Eight and four, uh, or eight and yeah, eight and four, eight and five, uh, as far as betting goes. So we're really excited about that and to continue the streak going forward. Hopefully, pick up a couple wins this next week. All right, so this has just been get the ball rolling. And uh, for those of you who listened to the last podcast, I kind of lined out some uh, some thoughts about reg- uh, relegation uh, and how the European soccer model might influence college football here uh, after you know doing the podcast I thought that uh, not just a, a 20 minute to even an hour podcast could 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 greatly capture all the ideas that I have I'm actually going to be writing a book uh, relegation for college football and uh, I'm going to be doing that as well and I'm halfway through it it's been a blast going over the stats going over the winners going over the losers uh, you know kind of mixing it up and it and it's really interesting uh, to see how the idea of relegation really would work. Uh, I even uh, played it out for the 2020-2021 season with even the FCS teams in the in the you know in the regular conferences. Uh, obviously, uh, you know some of them. I mean, Illinois State would have been one the year before, the year prior. Uh, they only played four games, so of course they would be relegated down. But it was and 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 even the Pac-12. We had some teams that played three games. We had some teams that played six games, and it's really difficult this last season. And I knew it would, so that's why I went off of 2019 data. And uh, hopefully this next year we'll get a lot more data as to what relegation would look like. Uh, again, I don't think that this is an idea that, that is going to go. Uh, I think it's just an idea. It's something that I like to think I, uh, a lot of people call Thoughtland. Uh, you know, when you're when you're sitting there and you're just thinking, your mind wanders off to Thoughtland and you're thinking about, you know, all these kind of things. Well, I wanted to put pen to paper. So uh, for those of you who want it, you know, reach out to us uh, on, on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever you're at. I can send it to you as a link in the email once when we get it done. Uh, we'll be posting about it on on Twitter as well once when we get it done 
for for all the fans. So if you really like the idea, or if you're a really big uh, you know numbers nerd like I am, and you want to get into the to the you know meat and potatoes of it all, uh, I'll definitely uh, you know release that for you guys. Anyway, so we we're really grateful for all of our fans. Continue to watch, listen, subcri- subscribe, follow us at Get Rolling 19 on Twitter, and uh, we hope that you have a wonderful week. Get ready for two awesome semifinal games and uh, let's keep this ball rolling.